Hi, everybody. Welcome to In the Can with Carmela Can. I have two very special guests today, and we are going to be discussing the four Trump indictments. Today, we have Jeremiah from California and Ryan from New York City. As you see, Jeremiah is off camera, so we are going to start with you. Jeremiah, why have you decided to be off camera for today's episode? It's so funny, especially when you're involved with a community where you can be whoever you want to be, you can say whatever you want to feel and not get crucified for it. If you live in a blue state or a blue county, people that you think would have your back would actually crucify you if you found out you actually are Republican. And not only that, but like Trump, too. So just to clarify, you're a registered Republican and you're a Trump supporter. I am indeed a registered Republican as well as a Trump supporter, correct. Do you feel like you have to stay in the closet about uh, being a Trump supporter in today's uh, political climate? That's what I love about the whole closet thing. Growing up, being in the closet, being gay, it's one of the most scary things. You know, you're worried about what people will think. But who knows when you get older, it's like, wow, if I'm speaking out politically, I'll be judged more so than that. So, yes, it's it's a very nerve wracking thing um, to where I do feel safer being in the closet politically. And how are you received just out of curiosity by uh, members of the LGBTQ community? Oh my gosh, it's not quite as accepting as you think it would be. Thankfully, there's groups on Facebook to where there's like-minded people that are gay and are Republican. Um, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the gay community at all whatsoever, but we're so harsh to each other and we should be supporting each other and building each other up. Yet, if you have an idea that's against the status quo, quote-unquote, you're not treated well. I think that stems from people feeling like the Republican side is attacking the gay community pretty consistently and legally. So it sort of feels like, why, why are you supporting that? <laughs> so Ryan, I, mean, I have a question for you. Uh, do you have any Republican friends if someone was LGBTQ oh, and identified as you do. Yeah. One of my best Good. friends from childhood identifies as a Republican and we argue about it all the time on text. But you don't uh, say I'm not going to be your friend because no, you. Of course not. Okay. Why would I? I mean, like, I'm not friends with someone because or despite their political affiliation, but it does give me pause when they support someone who's like an awful person. Then I'm like, Maybe I got to like trust you a little less. And you identify as independent as a voter. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that goes for both sides. Like if there's a Democrat who's like stealing money, like I don't really like Kathy Hochul. And if someone's like, oh, my God, I love her. She's the best ever. Then I'm like, mm. <laughs> got it. Um, so we're going to just dive right in. Today's episode is about the four Trump indictments, and we're curious to get both of your perspectives on them um, for our viewers. So I'm going to start with the first question. Uh, we're going to start the first question with Ryan, and then we'll move over to Jeremiah. 
Um, many Republicans have been saying that the indictments are political. Uh, Ryan, do you think that uh, any of the four indictments that Trump is facing are politically motivated? No, because, I mean, first of all, I don't care who you are. If you're taking top secret documents and not storing them securely, like, that's not cool. That puts all of us in jeopardy. If the nuclear codes are in that information and get out to, like, someone in Russia, we're totally fucked. Like, we have to be able to, to have some sort of agreement across both lines. Like, things like taking state secrets and uh you know storing them improperly are just not okay and uh jeremiah what are your thoughts on that my thoughts are i'm actually quite laughing right now when my mic is off because it is 100 million percent political and the reason why i feel so is because the democratic party is just as equally corrupt as other parts of government and to go and say that it's not politically driven, then how come the Democratic Party isn't holding accountable their own politicians, such as Hillary Clinton or correct, but still it is politically driven, 100 million percent politically driven. I, so for I, instance, I mean, uh, Hunter Biden right now is, uh, they're pursuing an indictment there so he's been they indicted. are kind of going after the other side as well, um, Jeremiah. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, that's an argument that kind of debuffs if um, we weren't going after Hunter Biden, but there are kind of. It actually ties in quite well, actually, with what's happening with former Mr. President Trump and the indictment dealing with Stormy Daniels. Um, his lawyer, Michael Cohen, was mainly involved dealing with that quote-unquote hush money. Um, yet Trump is still being involved in it. What about Hunter Biden's father? There is Ooh, so much up, evidence. That's crazy. I'm, I'm so sorry. On? I was speaking. I was speaking, and I respect you to have your time to speak. And so give me that same respect, please. Um, back to the question, um, Biden is not being held accountable with his involvement, yet people are trying to say Trump needs to be accountable um, with his lawyer. Um, so it's very, I would say, double standard in this type of situation. Thank you for letting me speak, Ryan. You may now have the floor. Uh, Ryan, before you, you go, let me just, uh, for the audience's sake, Jeremiah is referring to the New York State indictment. It was the first indictment of Trump on 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Uh, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, uh, brought this up, and it's in connection of him also um, paying money to Stormy Daniels uh, in order to kind of... Um, hush for political reasons. Uh, so Brian. Yes. So I'm not, a, I'm not like saying that it's a good indictment as I think it's just like silly, but he clearly didn't, Michael Cohen clearly didn't pay Stormy Daniels money for his own purposes. And if so, what were they? Let's look into that too, sure. 
but clearly he did it for his client, Donald Trump, in order to protect him from that story coming out, which it did anyway. Um, so I don't understand how that could be politically motivated because he did that. I mean, I'm going to weigh in now. Like, you know, there is the say that um, Michael Cohen's also made a deal with the DA's office to escape his own, uh, you know, legal process by, by you know, testifying against Trump. Um, I also think that personally, I don't really care about who's having sex with who. Uh, you know, I think it's the same thing with the Republicans going after Clinton and Monica Lewinsky which is like, you know, who cares? Let's take a look at Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was accused of sexual assault in the Oval Office. Bill Clinton was accused of having sex with an intern in the Oval Office. Bill Clinton was accused as attorney general in an official position of raping Juanita Broderick. Bill Clinton was attorney, was a governor of Arkansas, accused of using his position to try and get sex and exposing himself to an employee. Paula Jones, especially as LGBTQ people, we're always telling the public what happens in our bedroom or behind closed doors or our business, not theirs. And here we're getting in the business of someone that's, you know, whatever sexual relationships he may or may not have had with Stormy Daniel, like, is it a big deal? Like, you know, so that out of all the four indictments personally to me feels the most political. Um because I just, first of all, I think the DA is uh, really going for uh, something that's never been done precedentially and also, you know, falsifying business records. I mean, New York is the capital of business. And why aren't we going after other CEOs? I'm sure that they can find many blue collar crimes in New York. And yeah. many of these DAs uh, have also use their political platform to say that they were going to go after Trump. Uh, and I part think of that might stick. Out of all of them, I think that's the least likely to turn into anything solid. So you think that the Manhattan um, indictment's the one that probably... Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of Bragg in general. I think that he's an awful DA. And... I think, yeah, you're right. I think he just did that for political points, posturing. He's not doing so well on anything in this city, um, and he's highly unpopular, so I think. But, you know, the venue of New York City, I mean, living in New York, I would say that 99.9% .9 of people hate Trump. So I don't know, because uh, the jury pool is going to be very difficult, especially in the borough of Manhattan to find independent or Republicans that are neutral against Trump. I feel as though um, if we look at the statistics of how many people vote in the borough of New York that are Democrats, um, you know, it's a I hate Trump type of town. I, you know, um, I have various friends and they may have not liked Biden, but they voted for Biden because they basically hated Trump. It was that yeah, type but of have you, have you ever sat on a jury before? Like, it's not just like they randomly put people on a jury. For a grand jury, they do. That's why it's really easy to indict people. But for an actual jury, they, the lawyers on both sides get to help pick it and can strike any jurors that don't work for, you know, 
in an impartial sense. So I don't think that's going to be too impossible here. I think that there are still plenty of people. I know like probably 25, 30% of the people I know, there are some of them that definitely voted for Trump. So I don't think that it's impossible. May I interject on something on this? Sure. Um, I think you made a very valid point, Carmela, about what the general consensus is in the New York area, who is mostly Democratic. And to build off of what Ryan was saying, um, it's the lawyers that are more focused as to who's going to prove their point. Um, Because of my family's legal background, my father being an officer, um, a detective, and in criminal defense, I have been turned away being in the jury um, because the federal government didn't want me um, with my knowledge of how things work um, to be on the side of the plaintiff. So I feel, yes, there is that possibility that there will be people that support Trump um, on the jury stand, but compared to the whole pool of the area, um, you're not gonna find that many And the opposing party may try to go and kick those out that support Trump from being on the jury. It's very likely that something like that can happen. So, Jeremiah, I'm going to make the next question to you. So out of the four indictments, do you think any of the four have any merit? That's what I love about the judicial system is I feel none of the indictments have um, any merits. And may I give an analogy as to why I'm thinking that? So, I mean, there is evidence that shows that Trump was um, holding documents at Mar-a-Lago. So, and that builds um, off of my uh, thinking that I would like to share, if that's okay. Sure. So what happens in legal proceedings within the court system is prosecutors can go and say, I have enough evidence to be able to go and charge this person. So we're going to have that lawsuit. We're going to charge them. I have said evidence. And so then that's when it's time for the defendant to be able to either take away the merits that the prosecutors are saying or to go and provide their own evidence counteracting what's the plaintiffs are trying to prosecute them for. And when it comes to the legal documents, the president has that constitutional right to go and declassify at any time he would like to go and make that public. And so to build off of what Ryan is saying, there are state secrets that um, could ultimately hurt um, the country as a whole. You could say that with any president. Every president has the right to go and declassify information whether or not it's harmful or beneficial for the country. That is a given constitutional right. They, have to, they still have to go through a process to do that. They can't just like wave a wand. <laughs> I know. I mean, I do have to say. You can verbally say this is declassified. So in a way, being verbal no, is a way of waving a wand. So then why don't you go ahead and show me um, if you're so sure and convicted that doing that is not correct, what legal codes are saying you may not be able to verbally say this is declassified and it's automatically declassified? Where are your legal codes in your statement? I'll give you 10 seconds to respond to that. 
Right. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, so I can't cite a legal code off the top of my head. If you would like me to go online and search it for the rest of this chat, I'm happy to. So Ryan, I'm also going to pose the next the same question to you. Which of the four indictments do you think has the most merit, or do you think all four um, have you know substantial merit? I think, I think probably the overturning of the election has the most merit because it's so. Now well you're talking about. I'm sorry, you're talking about the Georgia case or the federal case or both. Well, both have elements to what I'm referring to, but um, I think that pretty much all of the <laughs> indictments list out exactly what happened and and cite it with a timeline. So I I think collectively we might see something there. Okay. Do you think that these indictments are going to help Trump in the general election? Um, no, they already have. I think that absolutely they're going to help him. And I mean... I think I sure. think all it's doing ultimately, while I think that no one's above the law and anyone who who abused it should ultimately pay. Um, I don't think this is going to help either side of the situation because ultimately you're already seeing the Republicans start to use it. They're doing things like indicting Biden for no reason with no evidence yet or not indicting, but um, impeaching. Um, they're they're going after some of these judges that have been making waves in certain areas. So I think it's I think it's just kind of like tit for tat now at this point. No one's going to be really believing and it's ultimately eroding at our judicial system across the board, which, um, you know, sadly, the Supreme Court is also contributing to. I mean, what are your thoughts, Jeremiah? Do you think that the indictments are going to help Trump or in a general election versus not? I'm so happy my mic was muted because you could hear me laughing in the background again. Um, I feel it's going to totally help because the American people are starting to see that things aren't done to be, quote unquote, just innocent until proven guilty. They're wanting to make their political opponents look bad in the best way that they can. And so they're drumming up charges that have no legal merit to go and try to prove their points. You're supporting a president who is potentially a felon. So this is perfect timing for all of the indictments to happen since we're approaching, um, you know, an election. I mean, my perspective is, is it may help him in the short term in terms of a Republican primary. I personally don't think it's going to help him next year if he runs against Biden. Um, I think the Republican Party, Republicans are going to vote for Republicans, Democrats are going to vote for Democrats. But a lot of independent people are going to be uh, concerned. Um, you know, it's a lot of drama. and. Um, uh, I don't know if this is necessarily going to help him with independence when it comes to 2024. Um, but, you know, I think in the short term, it's definitely helping. We've, his numbers are definitely high in terms of um, running as the primary Republican. But uh, it's all to be seen. I mean, I'm curious to watch it unfold. Well, let's move on to our next question. Um, you know, one thing I get when I ask people, like, why do you vote for Trump or support Trump? You know, 
doesn't his mouth kind of concern you and the things he says? Some Republicans will say to me, yeah, I don't agree with the fact that he says so much crap, but I support his policies. Um, you know, every once in a while, I do cringe on so many things he says. But under Donald Trump, we had a great economy and we weren't at war. I'm a Ron DeSantis supporter, but now I support Donald Trump. And we really I mean, what he says actually does impact people. We, you know, January 6th, I think, is a great example. Um, what do you have to say about those Republicans, Jeremiah, that said, you know, you know, he talks a lot of crap, but, you know, we're willing to overlook that because we support his policies. That is a very strong argument. And I really appreciate that question because there is so much merit that comes into that. I think one thing people need to realize when it comes to voting for a leader of a nation is to focus on what they can do for a country as a whole. Um, you know, we're all human. We all say things. Maybe he has said things that he regrets. But when you're being a leader, you take into mind the most important things and all of his foreign policies, as well as to protect us as a nation, I feel outweighs, um, you know, human outbursts. I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he doesn't have outbursts. Everybody does. I mean, there are far worse leaders. I out mean, he there. does more than outbursts. I mean, he's like the Twitter president, and like, uh, I mean, he's constantly posting things uh, um, that I mean, we don't see Joe Biden post anything or Twitter anything. Uh, it's definitely Trump. Definitely pushes the envelope a little bit much with what he has to say. And that's what's so funny with Biden is I bet he forgets what decade he's actually in. And that's why he doesn't even know how to probably use a Twitter handle now called X. Um, back to my point that I was bringing out, there are many other world leaders out there who say a lot of awful things. And, you know, Trump really hasn't said anything that puts this country in jeopardy. Um, looking at the grand spectrum of everything going on in the world, there are far more worse world leaders out there than what Trump is doing. It's all a conundrum on trying to make a politician look bad when this politician isn't a politician. He's a businessman. He's mentioned that so many times that he isn't your typical politician. And for that, I respect because he's coming from a spot to help the American people. And in no way has Biden or Harris done anything to go and help the American people. I mean, look at Kamala when she was the district attorney in the San Francisco area, she was awful. Look at Nancy Pelosi where it's her district in San Francisco, it's awful. She doesn't go and have any outbursts per se, but is she able to go ahead and run that country because I do not trust Pelosi or Kamala to run the country based on how they can't even run their own district properly. Ryan, I'm going to give you a chance to respond to Jeremiah's answer. Respond to what? I mean, it's all bullshit. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and that's I mean, what I find so funny is when people actually support Biden um, and you actually give an eloquent explanation that has common sense. Many people that vote for the Democratic Party actually don't know how to respond because they don't have facts oh, in front of them. It from, and like, they don't go and. All right, guys. 
completely unrelated with Kamala. Let's go ahead and respect Carmela's show. And so, I like, where do you want me to be then? Type, I don't want to get into this type of debate so, like Hillary All right, Clinton so let me reframe, rephrase the question, Ryan. Your, your little digs so, are real cute and everything, but until you show your face, maybe you should just, like, chill out on those. So, Ryan, I, I believe my face question. is shown with the little squares, so you're quite able to see my face. I just don't want my last name. Um, so thank you very much for your opinion. I truly appreciate it. So, Ryan, let me rephrase the question. What do you say to those Trump supporters that say, you know, I'm willing to ignore the things that Trump says because I support his policies? Um, well, first of all, I would say, what policies do you support? Do you support another lockdown that totally crashed our economy and then multiple trillions of dollars of, of money being printed to counter that? which essentially like fed inflation so bad that it's where it is now. Um, would you want to talk about how they had no plan to withdraw from Afghanistan and just basically required a shutdown date, leaving the following president to clean up that mess? Would you like to talk about the wall that was never completed, which actually isn't going to do anything to deter migration because uh, people can still fly or they can take boats. It's not... <laughs> It's not something that uh, is going to easily be rectified by that or shipping those people to places like New York City and forcing them to deal with it. Um, or would you like to talk about the policies of making threats to other nations constantly, uh, causing a rift with China that not only like caused a major supply chain issue during the pandemic, but has since not been rectified or cleaned over in any way. And we're we're having tensions with Taiwan now because of all of that. Or would you like to talk about the issue with Russia, <laughs> where they, they blundered that foreign policy and essentially provoked them into attacking Ukraine? And now we're dealing with the repercussions of that, giving money endlessly and forever. Where would you like to begin? I think it's just absurd to say that Trump did everything great and was such a wonderful president. Yes, he did some good things. I think that that's undeniable. Can you list some things that Trump did that you think were good? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> but um, I have heard some points in the past that I agreed with. Um, but I think that he was overall a bad president and left us in a way worse state. Not only just uh, internationally um, and the ability to offend, defend ourselves, but our own economy was just completely ravaged by everything that he put into place, all of his inabilities to prepare for emergency plans in the situation of a pandemic. Um, and I think that both sides are really bad with dealing with that, frankly. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see what would be so wonderful that he did that I would want another four years of that. So, Brian, I'm going to ask you the next question because, you know, there's two indictments, the one in Georgia and the federal one regarding um, Trump trying to overturn the election results. You know, it's a known fact that various states changed the election process for those states due to COVID. Um, doesn't a president have the right to kind of challenge uh, if he feels that he was shortchanged and his supporters, uh, the election, um, even people who went uh, to Washington on January 6th to 
kind of protest what they felt was an unfair election. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on on that? On what? On them protesting January 6th? Yeah, like, you know, both both uh, cases have to be about overturning an election. I mean, it is also a known fact that various states did change their voting process in the name of COVID. Um, some people say those changes affected the outcome and therefore that angered a lot of people who uh, felt like, you know, they went to Washington to protest the fact that, you know, they disagreed and, and uh, thought that, you know, the election was not done fairly. So you're saying you want me to comment on people believing that allowing people to vote from home mail-in ballots over through the election? Is that what you're asking me? I mean, there are those. There are many Republicans that feel that the election um, was not, that, you know, um, Biden did not win, that there was problems with the election. Um, and one of so Basically, the, they want less people to vote? That's what you're I saying? I don't think less people to vote. I think people didn't feel secure with mail-in ballots versus going into the polls. So, you know, does Trump have a right as a candidate? Stacey Abrams and other people have- um, Wait, why, would you, why would it not be secure? Because they can only vote one way, right? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I worked the polls and you can technically drop off your ballot. Um, we don't really, we didn't measure if the, that person actually- who was dropping off a ballot was the person who filled out the ballot. So therefore, there is this question about election integrity uh, going on amongst Republicans. I mean, um, and just to play devil's advocate here, you know, uh, we don't have uh, ID uh, voting. And therefore, there's really not 100% a way to say that the person who filled out the ballot was the person who dropped off the ballot and and so forth. And this, may, this I think, angered a lot of Republicans, um, some of these changes that were made last minute because of COVID. Well, I don't think they were last minute. I think they made any changes, like something like six months in advance, at least. But... But this was not the way a normal election would have taken place had COVID not existed. Well, I think they just expanded the qualifications to allow people to get mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots are nothing new. They've been done every election in my lifetime. Um, usually they've only been qualified for if you were like military or had some sort of condition that prohibited you from being able to vote in person. But... I don't think it's a bad thing to expand that access, especially to like people who can't break away from their job nine to five or nine to seven, whenever the polls are open in order to vote. Um, like, I mean, there's various states that have early voting, so it's not just done yeah. in one day. Right. And uh, there's usually 10 days that people have to schedule their voting in. Um, and some states took the measures even further into the mail-in process. But those are only um, recent developments. That always hasn't been the case either. Carmela, may I be able to interject for a moment? Sure. 
Um, because I think I have a better understanding of what your question actually is. Um, I think the base of it is that people are unsure of where those votes are coming from because there isn't that accountability. There's not that proof of voter ID. Um, you know, to go based off of what Ryan was concerned about too, about the hidden documents, um, is the country being at risk with um, nuclear codes? What about gun control? People are so concerned about um, someone being able to buy a gun. How come people aren't so concerned as to who is voting, um, who is actually putting a leader, um, you know, for the country? Why is that okay to have strict rules and regulations when it comes to things like that? Whereas there aren't those strict rules and regulations when it comes to voting for the leader of your country. So I guess uh, Jeremiah is trying to address uh, voter ID. And I actually happen to be for voter ID. I do think that if you have to have ID to get into a federal building, you have to have ID to get into a university, you have to get ID to go into a bar, you have to have ID to rent a car. Um, why do we not have to have ID to also vote? I mean, I don't, I don't disagree either. I think that like, I have to have an ID for everything. Like you were saying, I don't, I don't think that there's a bad thing with asking that. I think probably I'm just playing devil's advocate here. The argument comes in that um, some people who are like destitute poor can't afford to go and get an ID or for some reason haven't done it. Um, that's the only side I could see is possibly being an argument, but I think that those days are kind of behind us. Um, I, I mean, just, I'm for totally giving ID for free to everyone in the country yeah, for yeah, the purpose absolutely. of voting. No one should be disfranchised on an economic level to not have ID. But I do think I that, that good ID people because we ask for ID for very frivolous things in this country and something so important we don't care about ID for. Yeah, And uh, I think that that would also give a little bit more integrity to the elections and help some people feel like there's more um, credibility to the elections. I think part of the question of this country's divide is, you know, not everyone's secure with uh, government. Um, and I think that we have to get to a place where... Um, people feel secure that their vote matters and uh, that they're not being disfranchised in any way. Um, I mean, Jeremiah, what are your thoughts there? I think you bring out such a valid point because I feel like the American people, I cannot speak on behalf of Americans. I cannot speak on behalf of the gay community. I can only give my input what this show is about is we need to feel secure and safe. And if there is a president out there, Democratic or Republican, that is questioning the actual voting process to put the correct leader, Trump or not, into office, there should be that accountability. There should be those ethics. There should be, my favorite word, accountability. And he's pointing out, President Trump, that there is a lack of that. There is no control, there is no regulation, um, and that is something that is actually quite disheartening. That's and I feel him, I'm sorry, I'm still speaking, 
And what I feel is by him questioning that, the American people are going to feel secure knowing that someone is saying, hey, this needs to be fixed. Because like you said, it's not perfect, Ryan, but at least we have a leader that's saying there needs to be a change and there is nothing wrong with improving. So I have another question. I mean, Jeremiah, I mean, Trump claims that there was voter fraud and there, he filed many court cases in various states and all the court cases kind of hit a dead end and no one really found evidence on a significant level. And I use the word significant in terms of playing a role in the election. I mean, do you believe that President Biden uh, won the election fairly or um, do you think that, you know, Trump won technically for 2020? I feel personally the Democratic Party has enough of a reach, um, enough support um, to where they are able to have a certain control over things. Um, so technically, did Biden win? Yes, because the Democratic Party played by their own rules. Did Trump lose based on the American opinion? No, I think the American public um, and that's where actually um, the whole um, electoral college comes into play is, is everything being justly heard? Because there are so many Democratic areas that are against Trump that the leaders will do whatever they can, which then circles us back to the indictments, um, do everything they can to try to discredit a president who is actually caring about the American people, regardless of anger outbursts on now X. So I just want to so, be clear. Do you believe that Trump won the election? I believe Trump won the election with popular majority. Correct. Carmela, let me ask you something. How long did it take you to put this little podcast together? Like how, how many hours or days collectively? Uh couple of days. <laughs> couple of days. All right. So you think that they could have coordinated 538 electors in different districts to have some sort of like fraudulent vote tallying, no process <laughs> on a scale that that could tip the election. You think that our government could get that kind of collaborative effort together? I don't believe so. <laughs> That actually brings a very interesting point, if I may interject, Carmela. Is that okay? Uh -huh. Sure. Um, if you think about it, how many states are there in the country? How many? I believe 50. Last I Correct. Correct. So that I mean, I'm a blonde, so there could be 51 now. <laughs> I know. am as well, as you can tell by my picture. My point <laughs> is, despite all of the millions of people that are in our country, that is 50 governors. Do you know how easy it is to have a group chat to go and try to coordinate something since you're only dealing with 50 people? Every governor of their country is like, uh, of their state, is like a president of the country. So the governors have more control, the local politicians have more control than an actual president. So it's a lot easier for these governors or others that are in the smaller states to come together 
and do something. So yes, it sounds like a major conspiracy theory, but if you think about it, 50 people can do quite a lot. If one person can make a huge change, imagine all the others. So I'm going to ask one final question before we wrap up this episode. So, you know, if Trump is found guilty of these four indictments or one of these four indictments, would you still support him, Jeremiah, and vote for him? I like to have faith in the judicial system, even though it is slightly corrupt. If it is proven in the court of law, unbiasedly, that he was a president that did do things incorrectly that harmed the American people, no, I would not support him. I would still support the Republican Party. But if there's enough evidence proven in court to show that he is guilty and is found guilty, that's a different story. Right now, we're at the innocent until proven guilty section. No, I agree. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But, um, you know, I'm concerned that even if 12 jurors were to find Trump guilty, that there are still people that would not care about um, him being found guilty. Um, I care about law and order. So if there is any presidential candidate that is actually convicted, separate of charge, but convicted, I will not vote for that person. So just out of curiosity, there's... uh, I'm with you on that, Jeremiah. There's a lot of other uh, candidates that are running in the Republican Party. Um, After Trump, is there a second candidate you find on the Republican Party that you would support if Trump were not the um, running, uh, the first runner for the Republican Party, Jeremiah? That is a great question. And unfortunately, I don't have an answer to that, as I see Trump being the best candidate, especially because he is not convicted. Once he is, or not once, because that implies it'll actually happen, if the time ever comes to where he is no longer able to run for president, then I will invest more time and energy on other Republican candidates. But at this time, based on what I know with the other candidates, former President Trump fits everything in my ideal. Does that answer your question better? Yeah. I mean, now, Ryan, you know, Joe Rogan says President Biden is too old to run. He's uh, many speculate, including Nikki Haley, that he will not finish out his second term if he's elected for a second term. I think they're both. What are your thoughts on, you know, we're going to have the oldest president in American history who is in his 80s? Run it being the most powerful person in the world. Listen, and, um, Donald Trump needs to retire. Joe Biden needs to retire. Mitch McConnell needs to retire. Um, what's her face? Diane Feinstein needs to retire. I'm glad Mitt Romney's retiring. Come on, let's like get them all out. Like all of these octogenarians do not need to be running the country, making laws for the three of us who are going to be dealing with them for the next for the like next forty years, fifty years. God, I hope. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) No, no, I agree. I think we need a new generation of candidates, personally. Um, I personally would not want to see a Trump-Biden rematch for 2024. I would like to see some new blood. 
Um, I, I think, think they should open up the Democratic primary. Let's let's see if, you know, everyone agrees. I agree. I think, you know, Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. deserves a platform and deserves to have a debate. Marianne Williamson. May, may I actually interject on that, Carmela? Sure. Because even though I am a registered Republican, I must say I have heard of Mr. Kennedy's points. And he made so many good ideas to where even I thought, hmm, this sounds like a good potential leader. And that goes against my political um, identity being registered as Republican. But I'm just using that as an example that I'm willing to listen out to someone who feels they have the best policies in place. Agreed. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much, Jeremiah and Ryan, for being a guest on tonight's show. Um, Thank you, audience, for joining In the Can with Carmela Can. Please check our next episode coming out next week. And, um, you know, give yourselves a big round of applause for this crazy drag queen.